should never Who cares? <laughs> I don't like the littlest kid at all. Love more than mere survival. Hello and welcome to Ramjack and the Bucket of Danger. Hi guys, I'm Alex and joining me in the Ramjack studio as always is Brad. Hurrah! And we are on episode 70? 70! Big 7-0. Woo! Guys, we got some fun stuff to talk about on the show. We're starting our reviews on Mr. Belvedere. Belvedere time! Finally! <laughs> You've been looking forward to this, Brad. I had mixed feelings until I saw part of the second episode, and then I had real mixed feelings. But when we watched them together, Brad, that's it's a little bit of magic. It's it's crazy, weird. It's a crazy little world. Yeah, it's a little world too. I mean, it's a strange little world. Mr. Belder, he plays by his own rules. <laughs> so, do we want to tackle that first, or do we want to get into other stuff? Let's first? let's do some other stuff first, then we'll get around to Belvedere. Awesome, Brad. Um. I, I'm not sure if everyone else knows this, but North America experienced an, a pretty massive earthquake. Was it yesterday or today? It was yesterday. Okay. That's what people say. You didn't feel it? No, not a bit. Did you feel that other earthquake? Because when we were living together by NKU when we were in college, there was an earthquake. Yeah. And I woke up from it, but... Missed that. Didn't... Didn't even register on you. No. And I was out walking yesterday. I was out walking the streets when uh, the earthquake supposedly uh, was felt here. Interesting. Not a bit. I could see how you may not feel it on the street as much. I was in a building downtown, and it all started shaking, but there was a delay in me realizing it, because I was in the middle of doing work, and all of a sudden one of my uh, co-workers went nuts. She just completely panicked, like, <laughs> what's happening? And the building was shaking, and it was kind of scary, but the fire escape like, shook after the earthquake finished, and the little trees in our office were shaking, and my immediate thought was kind of worst case scenario, I was like, was this a pre-tremor? Is this an after-tremor? Are we near the epicenter? Or is it further out? But yeah, my coworkers, they were just freaking out on, on the internet, thinking, oh my god, there's been one in close in Colorado. Of course, that one was yesterday, the day before, two days before. <laughs> they just didn't know that. I, I saw somewhere online that people were talking about when the earthquake hit, I wasn't sure if we were having an earthquake or if terrorists were attacking. <laughs> no, you didn't, Brad. Yes. No, who? Tennessee folk, right? No, it wasn't here. It was somewhere closer. Closer to where, you know, you can actually feel the earthquake for realsies. In Virginia, man, it wasn't too far from when I, where I had yeah. summer camp this summer. People, people, people were afraid that maybe, maybe, uh, that maybe the terrorists were attacking our freedom again. Oh, no. Really, guys? Really? Someone Fuck. seriously said in my, uh, my office, because we were all confused, like, was that an earthquake? And someone said, no, like a car hit the building. And they were kind of joking, but at the same time, we all thought, well, did a semi hit the building? Like, there's no way we'd shake it that much. But as they were saying that, there were car alarms going off outside, so, you know, your immediate logic is like, well, maybe, but no. No. No, not at no, all, really. Not at all. But it didn't really shake prolongly. It was more of like just a rumble, and it was, it was, it was done. Like, it was like what? It was like a, like okay. a shift. They didn't see the little dance that went with that. So <laughs> it was a little dance for a little quake. <laughs> it was a little earthquake dance. I always thought it was weird because this earthquake was very well documented on like Twitter and Facebook. Everyone was like, oh my god, there was an earthquake. A lot of people were really excited. Like, this is my first earthquake. I'm so, this is so great. Let's do it again. I actually saw a tweet that said that. And my mind went to, you know, actual severe earthquakes. Right. But we went online and found there's a whole website that stays on top of where all the earthquakes happen in the world. And it tells you like when they happen and their severity. Mm. 
California has a lot of earthquakes all the time. Really? Yeah, it's kind of weird. I would have never guessed. You would never guess. Hmm, who knew? That's, all, a, that's a news fact, guys. Breaking news. All around the Pacific Rim. But wow. I, I mean, you know earthquakes happen all the time, and a lot of them you can't really feel. Mm -hmm. But just to see the number of them in certain locations And in California, you say? Well, not, well, mostly California, obviously, because oh. there's the fault. Um, really? Alaska, a lot. Never knew. Australia, no earthquakes. Oh. None. Wow. Well, if you're, if you're afraid of earthquakes... Go to Australia. Go to Australia. Avoid California. Alright. There you go. That's useful. That's useful information. Definitely. Definitely. I, I saw some breaking news on the internet. What did you see? In Jackson, Tennessee, a little place you may, you may have heard of. Yeah, I'm familiar. In the uh, South Jackson, I think you know that area. Yeah. Um, at the Walmart in South Jackson, pretty sure you know that area as well, a man shot his wife and ran over her. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to kill his wife in a Walmart parking lot. So he shot her. Shot her. And then ran over Then her? ran over, or tried to run over. And he was able to do this with no one stopping him. It's Walmart parking lot in South Jackson. Was it at night? Yeah. Okay. All right. Like at night, if I hear a couple bickering and a shot fire, even here I'm like, even all South, right. Okay. Well, in South Jackson, it's like, oh yeah, that's just what happens. People, he's probably hunting something, like a rodent to feed his family. She probably forgot something. She probably she pro went in. She probably got something, and he was like, bitch, bitch. This is the last time. God, where's my donuts? God, my Krispy Kremes. Did he run over and then just like bolt? Uh, I, I stopped reading. I got grossed you out. You stopped reading. I was like, you deliver half the story, or like a quarter of it. I just wanted to point out that our hometown, yet again, is setting the bar for awesome. That is, um, yeah, that's a scary thing. People shooting wives and trying to run over them in a Walmart parking lot in South Jackson because I saw it on the Twitter and then I read it and I was weirded out because that's where we lived. That's a mile. That's like pretty much the exact. Oh, that's the exact center point between where I grew up and where you grew up. <laughs> It if is. we were to meet in the middle of our two respective houses growing up... It'd be South Jackson. It would be Walmart. where that woman's husband tried to kill her. Middle of a war zone. Hmm. It's weird, and I cannot remember who I was talking to, but I met someone recently who knew exactly what, where Jackson, Tennessee was. I'm sorry for them. It was weird. They just asked where I was from or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe I was talking to someone in Chicago. And they said, oh, where's that in Tennessee? And I told them, they're like, oh, yeah, we stop there all the time when we go back down to Memphis or whatever. We're traveling through Nashville and Memphis. Hey. And we, I, we go to and Casey I, Jones. I we go to Casey Jones Railroad Museum and Restaurant. <laughs> it's the worst place ever. Yay. Yeah, that's not a thing. It's like, it's like slightly classier than um, Cracker Barrel, but just as annoyingly repulsive. I never knew it was like a tourist attraction. I just thought there was a weird novelty hotel like in Northern Jackson. I was yeah. like, okay, big deal. I so I so want to stay there someday. If <laughs> really? I, if I ever visit, just out of blatant curiosity. You think every room just has like train decor? Oh, or like Casey Jones God, decor? It's the worst. It's gotta it, be the worst fucking place on the planet. They give you like a conductor's hat when you check in. Oh. Now if they did that, I would I would definitely try to stay <laughs> yes, there. Yeah, that would be pretty rad actually. Oh, <laughs> all the lights are just like chains, like on a train or something, like the whistle blowing. Oh fuck! <laughs> just straight up as kitsch as possible, Brad. The worst place. Worst. It, it's place. pretty bad. Do you remember the museum? And by the museum, they mean like the three room. There was a Casey Jones Shack. museum. Yeah. I know they had the train cars there. I didn't realize they. Oh, had there's, the a, there's a little. It's like you. Well, you can miss it easily. It's like three rooms. Um, but I remember we, we, we went on a field trip in, like, elementary school. <laughs> the whole class? <laughs> yeah. 
Yikes. And it was like super crap because it's like super tiny because it sucks because nobody gives a shit about Casey Jones and his railroad museum. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm good. Did they take you out to the museum and then uh, they had to take you to eat at Old Country Store, which is the other thing that's back there that's a tourist I, trap. The I model. Don't, I don't think. Barrel. I don't think we went to the restaurant. I think they just took us to the shitty ass museum. There was no lunch involved. That doesn't sound like Jackson, Tennessee. Well, but think about how much money that fucking education has in Jackson, Tennessee. Very true. We didn't learn anything. We didn't, I mean... We had the worst education in the world. It's amazing that we're literate. It really is. And trust, I mean, you know how horrible I'm at expelling. That almost didn't happen. <laughs> Defo. <laughs> I blame the educational system there, for yeah. sure. Defo. Defo. That is that. Uh... Speaking of literacy... Uh, I just picked up the third Teddy Roosevelt book. I saw this on Twitter. Oh my god, it's so good! You said something about him hunting hippos on a safari? Yep. Explain. He went off on a safari with his son Kermit, and... (laughs) I didn't realize he named his son Kermit. Oh yeah, he has a son named Kermit. Um, Which is awesome, by the way. Um, It was like, he's he's left the presidency. That's like his first plan, is to go on this big safari to Africa. He's like, taking down a grip of hippos, rhinos, elephants... Lions. Just because? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no reason. They well, come I mean, into his path and he has to take them well, down. No, I mean, he's, he's hunting. He's, like, collecting some for the Smithsonian. He's, um, you know, killing for meat. Um, like, there's a group of animals rolling around. And I would to take on a hippo. <sighs> well, or any of those animals yeah. you just mentioned. Yeah. I mean, that's so, like, that's real stuff. A rhino? A hippo? Lions? A nine-foot lion? Probably pouncing on them from a treetop. Probably. Trust. Trust. Lions and trees. Scary. In my mind, he's roaming the uh, jungles in Savannah, no regard, and then all of a sudden he just happens across like a den of lions or just like... That's what it seems like. I'm gonna say it's a grip of hippos. I don't know what how hippos travel. And then just being... The animals being confused and him being like... And just like killing them for no reason. Just like, oh, these lions are in my way. (laughs) No, it's like he... Kermit's terrified like, Dad... (laughs) Don't save the fucking lions in the trees! Stop Fuck the lions! <laughs> no, it is... Dad, Dad, stop running into danger! <laughs> stop it! Blatant disregard. It's like, there's one point where like, he almost got killed by some by some elephants. Well, if Kermit hadn't been there to save him with an elephant gun... Because No, he was, like, out, he was like out of bullets because he had just like taken down an elephant. And then there was like another one charging him. I mean, it's hard to kill elephants with an elephant gun. I mean, it's just a strong enough caliber rifle, I guess, to where it can penetrate the density of yeah. the bones and the skulls. So for you to run out of ammo in one... This is 1906. Yes. Let's think about that for a second. Mm. Over 100 years ago. Ooh, man. Did, did he kill the other elephant that was charging Oh, him? yeah. Take I can imagine out. he just, like, shoots and then stops shooting and just throws it and gets his blade out <laughs> in his <laughs> teeth. Uh, somebody took it down, or no? I think he, no. I think he was able to finally reload. Like he ducked behind a tree or something. How do you duck behind a tree when an elephant's charging you? They're not You're, dumb animals. No, he didn't. He had just enough time to reload and fucking take out an elephant because he's a badass. I remember reading an article. It was either today or yesterday about how much more smarter elephants are than we thought originally, and it had to do something with they basically trained them to do certain tasks but independently of each other, and then gave them a problem to solve with those tasks. And the elephants just stroke. The whole thing was there was something suspended from the ceiling on string, and there were shapes they could use to try to get up to it. And the elephants like just sauntered in after this, looked at the stuff, basically looked at the people, the scientists that were doing the disguise, and then went over and then just like lazily solved the puzzle like nothing. Nice. It's like, come on, what is this? Nice. Elephants, man. 
So he would, there's no way. Like, he must have tricked it or faked he's, it out. Like, I, f- he's fucking awesome. He's Teddy he Roosevelt. He's awesome. And then, like, he goes on, like, on a tour of Europe. And, like, everybody's, like, everybody, like, is, like, still, like, calling him Mr. President. He's like, no, 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 please, please. I'm no longer the president. Just call me Colonel Roosevelt. <laughs> is he still a colonel? Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, because he was in the military, you know. That was the title he preferred, actually, was Colonel, because, you know, he wasn't president. He he didn't feel the need to hold on to the title, which is kind of badass, really. That is really badass. Um, But, like, all these leaders are, like, begging for his help and assistance. And he's like, well, look, I'm not the president. And they're like, you're going to be the president again. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to get another term. Like, no, 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 seriously, seriously, I'm done. I'm done. I, I did I did my two terms. You're going to go. You're, don't worry. Come on, help us. Help us out here. Everything's said with a wink. Yeah, and I really feel like if like things had worked out, Teddy Roosevelt could have probably prevented World War One just by himself, just by himself. I firmly <laughs> believe Kermit it. there would Kermit have ran as his vice president, <laughs> <laughs> and my son is vice president. Boy. He would have been presidential photographer. Yeah. <laughs> but there, whenever he needed him, just in yeah. case a, an elephant's charging and he runs out of ammo. He's a badass with a camera, old Kermit. <laughs> Kermit, my blade! <laughs> He's just a squire, basically, his modern <laughs> Kermit, guy. my blade! Take a picture of this one! <laughs> Molly! <laughs> so, um, also, I haven't really reported in on the uh, last two books I read. I've been dipping into some... <sighs> economics lately. Oh, Brad, why? Oh, God, it's giving me such panic attacks. Why? You know it's going to give you panic attacks. Because I want to know what the fuck happened! <laughs> Because these are things you people should need to learn. Because they're important things that affect us, and nobody really knows what the fuck they're talking about. And I think it's good to actually know what's happening, and learning about it is terrifying. But how are you going to learn it from biased liberals with their liberal agenda, Brad? Because those are the only books you read. Burp. 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 Yeah, I mean, very much. So. Uh, but really, it's but like it really is a clusterfuck of people that honestly don't know what's going on, don't know what they're doing, and people trying to game the system. Yeah, the intricacies of it are the interesting part. I mean, because yeah. everyone knows basically what happened. People are greedy. People are given money and they spend it wrong and people didn't spend it. Well, it's not even that. It's, it's, there's so much ignorance. Uh, in, like the people well, that were the doing this. problem. Yeah. But like in the way they built these complex derivatives, they, they created these insanely um, complex computer algorithms to, to, spe- to figure out has the, the best possible way to make as much money as possible. But those programs were all based on a flawed premise that that, that uh, basically that re- the real estate boom would keep on going and the, um, rate, certain rates wouldn't change, which nothing is set in stone like that. And thus, when any and then when like little things started going wrong, everything got fucked up, and ev- they based everything on these ridiculous calculations that were so complex they no joke brought it. They were actual. They had bring in like um, mathematicians. And um, rocket scientists to create these algorithms. Create them or like decipher them after the fact? No, to create them. To create the computer programs. So the people that were running these hedge funds and everything, they didn't even know really what the fuck they were doing. They just knew that they were making more money from this at the time. But it's all based on flawed premises. That's There's so many things, what you just said, that are weird. And strange. I don't even know where to begin. Well, it's because, you know, if you, if, you're, if, you're, if you put in some, if you're constants, aren't constants, but are in fact variables. Dude, and that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. For As a computer programmer, right. I know that programs, I mean, you, you try to account for all that stuff, but in something that's... 
a and, constantly right. changing system, that's almost impossible. It would right. have to you have to build that into the system itself, mm-hmm. which they should have been able to do. And they personally, thought yeah. they had to appoint, but the thing is, there were these little these little things that they just took as granted. That oh yeah, the housing boom is going to keep going. Yeah, the, you sure that's something. The levels of in inflation, as a certain levels of inflation would you know be within a certain variance well, that's just based on other things, and it was very complex. But still, these things are not predictable. And they, but they were making such great profits from that, that that led to um, that when things started getting trip up and they were making worse profits, they just doubled down basically, and then everybody started getting fucked over. They started putting out more bad mortgages. They put the bad mortgages together, and it's terrifying. Well, I mean, even though it you know digressed to insanity and craziness, props to those guys who made a complex algorithm that for a while yeah. made people a lot of money. That's sure. kind of weird and scary to think about. And the thing is, the thing is about corporate interest and like this is this is the thing of capitalism uh-huh. is once you start making that money, there's no going back. You know, you don't you can't go backwards in a capitalist system. It's only about you know okay we made this much money. It's all about okay well you know next you know in the next um next quarter. We've got to make, you know, we need to increase. We've always got to be pushing forward. We need so much well, growth. Why? Every, well, because that's the way, I mean, that's the way every business is. We, we know we're, we're built, we want more next quarter. We're pushing forward. And there's this, you know, constant belief that we're always going to be moving so much forward. And to keep pushing that much forward, farther, that's In, in most situations, greed. you will reach a plateau. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's no way you can, unless you start doing other things and changing things. Yeah. That is just greed, though. You're right. Right. And so when things started going bad, they just said, well, we got to keep making money. So we started doing really shifty, terrible things. Well, they got to make those those quarter profits, right? They're investors. Yeah. I mean, they got to answer to them. Fuck. No algorithm's going to talk to them. Ooh, and we haven't fixed a damn thing. We're fucked. They need to make an We're algorithm fucked. that can deal with investors. <laughs> that way they're covered. All right, our other algorithm failed. Let's build a new one to deal with our investors, and we'll just you know give them the runaround. I think an algorithm could solve everything. It's not the investors, though. They don't even care about the investors anymore. Well, we still need an algorithm. <laughs> we still need to make, <laughs> we we make an algorithm. We just need one for them. Those <gasps> rocket scientists need money, dude. Because it's, it's, I mean, it's just about the, and like the thing is, the people in charge, the big CEOs are still getting, you know, giant bonuses. Well, and they everything. have to, because they got a big bonus last year. They're not progressing right. unless they're making another big bonus. Exactly. What you have to give props to, I know you don't know or heard about this or don't really care, but in Japan, uh, in the video game industry, Nintendo, their 3DS system, which mm-hmm. is the new 3D handheld system without glasses, right. is bombing miserably. Like, yeah. it's not selling anything. And the president of the company said, look, we made a mistake. We marketed this thing wrong. And he took an annual pay cut instead of a raise. Like, he mm-hmm. literally halved his salary. And so did a lot of other people on the team, which right. is admirable given the current, right. I guess, climate we're in, economically. I mean, I don't know anything about the Japanese economy, but American economy, like, there's a lot of times people will take, you know, like a CEO will come forward and say, I'm going to take a, you know, a giant salary cut, but then you realize that these people, most of their money's not coming from the salary, it's coming from the bonuses on top of their salary. True, and there was talk about that when it happened, but the Japanese people seem legit. Like, this okay. guy is actually well, that's being good. awesome. That's great. That's great. And that's the smart thing to do. And plus, he has so much money. I mean, they have so much money because they've been making hand over fist and money, like, forever since the Nintendo Wii came out. So, I mean, he's not hurting. Oh, yeah. Well, but, the same, but at the same time... Um, I was I just uh, read a study that um, apparently as um, the richer you become, like the more wealth you gain, you actually um, lose empathy for people. Um, oh yeah. Of, I mean it's obvious, you know. But you um, but there's actually been an actual study that I need to read more about. But I was just I saw this today. That like you, it, it's insane. <laughs> Like, the level of empathy you lose towards people that make less than you. I've read a similar study, so I wonder if this is a new one. I mean, please like me on this. I'd love I to will read do, it. We'll do. But yeah, yeah, man. The economy's terrifying. I'm actually, um, I started working on a, um, 
what I hope to be a musical actually about Ooh. the economy. I've been trying. I've been fighting it for like six months, but I think I've given in. Dude, listen to your heart of hearts. It wants a musical. Make one. Yeah. Your harmonica is that gonna be featured in that? Uh, I met someone over the weekend that plays harmonica, by the way. Nice. And I mentioned you. I was like, oh yeah, I got a good friend that plays harmonica. We have a podcast. Get on it. We're super popular. People love us. Real quick, vitamin water zero tastes gross. (laughs) I got this free before I came over here. uh, After work, we had to go to some. um, It was some kind of mustache party. We didn't stay very long. Obviously, because I get over here to record with you. Um, But they were handing out free free vitamin water. Apparently, Fifty Cent, who owns Vitamin Water, was sponsoring the event and just giving it out. Vitamin Water Zero Glow is just gross. It tastes like watered down watermelon. I don't like the taste of watermelon. It's horrible. Um, can I ask you a question? What's up? Did you say mustache party? Yeah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> is that the thing Jonathan was invited to? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, Jonathan. Get back at us and tell us. No, it's it's where you just go and wear mustaches and or fake mustaches. And they have like a... We didn't stay long enough because we were just there from... It was more an appearance and go. But yeah, there were people in all kinds of different stashes, dude. A lot of really impressive real mustaches. And then a whole bunch of a slew of fake ones. People wearing mustaches as unibrows instead to be kind of different. Tons of hipsters. It was just weird. But wow, yeah, it I was can't just, believe I missed out on that. It was just a party you go to with mustaches. There was live music. And apparently famous people played there. There's some girl who played there that one of my friends was trying to make eyes with and trying... He's recently single. He's back on the market. And he's coming at it with a force. So he was trying to talk to her, but I guess she had a ring on. We weren't sure if she was married or whatever. Anyway, he looked her up after the show, kind of creepily, and um, found out that she was actually pretty famous, and she was just there playing music. Oh, okay. She That's didn't have big... a mustache, though, so you know people Good. weren't really paying attention to her. Oh, yeah. Not one, one kind of the big mustache party. It was done by... I can't believe I missed the mustache Dude. party. It was, Jeepers. It was something to miss. <laughs> Jeepers. I mean, I thought it might be hopping right now, but at the very beginning, in the first hour and a half or an hour... Or less. God, we weren't there. I mean, it just wasn't. It just wasn't doing it for me. Yeah, that's because it's a mustache party. I don't have a mustache. You could have gone. Could have. Oh darn. What if you'd won? Uh, there's a there's a winner. Yeah, well they had contests. I don't know what they. We weren't mustache there long winner? enough to know. I'm sure they had like. There's supposed to be a photo booth. No photo booth. Promised a photo booth. Didn't get to see the photo booth. Wow. Supposed to be free mustaches. Didn't see a one. We mm. were there pretty early. Wow. Mm. Wow. Mm, indeed. Wow. Yelp put it on, which is strange. Wow. Yelp events are pretty extravagant because they had tons of free stuff there. But at the same time, you're throwing mustache parties, guys. Come on. God, that sounds like the shittiest thing At a popular thing in restaurant world. in Cincinnati. No, don't even do it. Pass. Brad, I'll pass. Pass. So over the weekend, Brad, I took a, uh, a trip to Chicago to see a buddy of mine that we moved up there in January. Chicago in the summer, disturbingly better than what it is in the winter. When I went in the winter... I basically fell in love with the city. I thought, this is, this is awesome. I love this place. Too freaking cold. No such thing. Yes. No nope. such thing. Nope. I was freezing and shivering, even in houses. It was weird. And everyone I was there, everyone there said, yeah, it sucks here in the winter. No one should. It's horrible. But you have like nine or seven months out of the year that are pretty awesome. So live in Chicago for those times. And I believe them. Dude, Chicago in the summer is amazing. So many crazy adventures. When we were there, we didn't realize this, but... They were um, having some kind of, like, air show, which was absolutely terrifying. Because an air show in Chicago meant fighter jets, which have nothing else to do right now, were just flying over the city in weird formations and doing, like, stunts and tricks right over the city. Super loud. Hear a loud roar and look up and there'd be a jet fighter in downtown. But you were afraid it was a lion in a tree. 
I didn't know what it, I, I didn't you know hear what a it roar. Was. I, I, well, I look for lions. And there were a lot of trees in the gardens. Kermit, Kermit, <laughs> get the camera. <laughs> it was, it was really terrifying because it was disturbingly loud. And you look up and see these giant jet fighters like right above the buildings that are like the sky right. Dude, it was weird. Didn't even transform. I expect. I just assumed they would. I assumed I was in a Transformers 3 world at that time. And dude, it was just strange. And they did it for two days straight, which was also weird. We went to the beach the next day, and from a distance we could see the city and them like flying over it, but then they would come overhead along the beach. And seeing a jet going super fast toward a major city, just like over your head flying, mm. you, you think, oh, well, this is for real. The, the air show stopped. They're actually going to go blow up the city and or fight something in the city. There, at one point, I looked up and I thought I could th throw something and maybe hit them. Fighter jets in the sky. <laughs> I can throw twice as high. Just take a look. And dude, it was. I can't express to you the, the the volume of this thing on the beach. The city of Chicago. <laughs> and the beach, everyone was just. I didn't didn't realize there were such pretty beaches in Chicago. First off, and everyone was just chilling, relaxing. Everyone on that beach was ripped. Every guy was like chiseled body. Every girl, absolutely gorgeous. Who are these people? What? How are they? What is happening? And no guy was wearing like normal swim trunks. They were all speedos, which was also kind of strange. Ugh. But they pulled them off because they were ripped dudes. No, a lot of them were a little gay too. Very. It was pretty awesome. Pass. Art museum. Yes. No pass. Okay. No it pass was there. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal. We saw an exhibit on uh, Russian propaganda posters during World War II. Nice. Which, I've studied propaganda posters, obviously I did that in school mm. for a project, but to see the Russian side of it was absolutely crazy. The stories they would make up, just to kind of like, I guess, well, it's all propaganda, but it was so neat, and they went through the process of how they were made, and it was just awesome. Rad. I'm trying to think, one of the random things that happened was I was with four other people, or three other people, and we got separated, so it was me and my friend, and we were on the steps of the art museum, and these two girls came up and kind of said oddly, on both sides of us, kind of flanking us, but they were like giggling and they would look at each other across us and then like giggle again and look away. I think they were chatting on their phones. It was weird and I was with Ben, they my roommate. They flanked you. Yeah, That's they were awesome. like, are we being flanked? And we kind of looked at each other like, what's happening? I mean, these girls are cute, but I mean, this is weird. I don't, I don't know like, hey, what's up? Them. Hey, what's up, flankers? They were foreign. Like, they had spoke, they had an accent. And oh, they, solid. I don't know if they spoke English fully. Great. Don't need, no, don't need to speak. But as, as we're Speak the language of love. It's international. <laughs> as we're <laughs> assessing that situation, all of a sudden, a flock of women come up saying, just like looking, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Hi, y'all. We're, uh, we're in a scavenger hunt. Where's that big lion? Because there's these giant... <laughs> Look at the trees. <laughs> I Kermit! At that point, a jet flies by, and I'm like, Fuck, Kermit! Get out! <laughs> Teddy! Um, I got him! <laughs> there are these giant, um, I guess, bronze lions outside the art museum, which are pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So they ran up, and they had to, like, get on top of it and take pictures with it. Okay. But they were causing a commotion. They didn't know where it was, and it's right there. Like, we were directly beside Yo, it. Yo, which one of these things is a lion? <laughs> which one of these things? I gotta take my picture with a lion. Which one of them is it? I'll say which this, one of them though. is it? Is that is that a lion? I don't know what it is. I didn't do well in school. <laughs> she didn't. But all of these women were incredibly attractive oh. and dressed on point. Like, okay. they came correct to the museum on the scavenger hunt. You should have scavenged with them. Well, let me help you scavenge, baby. We were gonna. What's up? 
they, there was the, obviously the opportunity, like, someone needs to take a picture of us. Who's going to take a picture of us? And, of course, the two girls that flanked us, one of them jumped up immediately, I guess. So they speak English? No. <laughs> I don't think they spoke English. Mm. She was just like, yeah, like, she nodded. I think she spoke yes or whatever. And she's like, just take a picture. So she took a picture of these girls on this giant lion statue. But it was so weird. But there were other people in the city that were doing the scavenger hunt. We would see them every once in a while, really confused. None of them knew where the lions were. I, I'm beginning to wonder if people in Chicago are taught what animals look like. Because they have the zoo. I've been there, but it's not the great of a zoo. It's okay. It has a lot of lazy monkeys. Uh, Fucking lazy monkeys. Dude, wow. Chicago's awesome. Great food, fun times, cool stuff. Good time, good food, good stuff. Yeah. Beautiful garden. Have you ever been to the Bean? Because I know you've been to Chicago. I went once. Did yeah. you see the Bean? No. I saw much. I saw pretty much nothing. The biggest tourist. I mean, it's just this giant statue that's reflective, and it looks like a big bean. But it's pretty neat. And um, <laughs> I have a friend who jokes. He tricked his sister into thinking there was a uh, souvenir shop inside of the Bean. <laughs> so when she went... She tried to find an entrance to it and couldn't, and she started asking people, and everyone she asked must have played along and not told her she was this most gullible idiot. They were like, yeah, yeah, I think it's on the other side. She could never find it. So we, of course, we were making jokes. We were posting nice. pictures on Facebook and stuff like, yeah, we just went to the souvenir shop. This place is awesome. It's so weird. You didn't realize it was like a two-way mirror. I could see through it. I felt like an idiot just looking at it from the outside. Nice. That is just craziness, man. Chicago. Brad, you are someone who should live in Chicago. I think you would I, thrive in a place like I would, that. I like Chicago. I, I I still think it's a little it's a little too far south for me. Really? So a, a higher place. Higher, colder the, climate. So North Pole. You want to live with Santa I Claus? Will, I, I want to live <laughs> with Santa Claus. Why? Don't half-ass it with Toronto. Don't half-ass it. I'm guessing London is taller. It may be actually on the same... I guess uh, axis or whatever. Sure. Or I guess longitudinal lines. I, I, I like latitudinal lines. L London. I feel like you know London would be would be awesome just because it's London. But I would prefer a colder climate. Sweden. Sweden looks pretty good to me. No, not hot. You need the North Pole. You North need Pole Santa sounds Claus. awesome. You need Christmas Town. I just, I just, I'll feed the reindeer. Whatever. You could. There you go. I'm a reindeer feeder. Why don't you apply for the job of reindeer keeper? Where do I, where do I send my application? I don't know. Maybe the North Pole. Just write in to Santa Claus. <laughs> Kids do it. What's the address? North Pole. Yeah, just write. If you just take an envelope okay. and put Santa Claus Santa North Pole. All right. And put a stamp on it. I'm pretty sure it gets delivered. Can I use you as a reference? Uh, of course. Awesome. I mean, if Santa Claus needs to call me. I would love if I got a call from Santa Claus. <gasps> oh, Alex, you've been a good little boy this year, but tell me about Brad. He's applying for a position as reindeer keeper. Blitzen needs a new stable hand. Brad, you've got to get that job. How the job? We should have everyone. Guys, of our really, if, if our listeners have connections, yes. Um, please, if you could put in a good word, I'm sending an application. Yeah. Just write into Santa Claus and tell him how awesome Brad is. Please. Maybe please write to Santa Claus. If we get enough buzz about you, he'll take notice. Yeah. Well, we Okay, that's what we're going to do. We're going to create enough buzz so that he comes looking for me before I even send in an application. Then when he gets my application, he says, oh my god, I've heard so much about you. i got to get you in for a meet and greet. Dude, that'd be so awesome. You think you'd live with the elves, though? You hate kids. Well, but they're about I, the they, same but size. They're, they're just, well, but they're adults. They're just small. That's just... Oh, dude. Alex, I, I don't that's know. inappropriate. Well, I mean... I mean, but I'm being serious. Like, could you 
Could you deal with the people running around underfoot? Because you, every time we, I see kids out and you're about- It's because they're running about underfoot. These are adults. They're just small adults. Well, they're elves, dude. They're not well, they're human. Elves, they're yes, something but, else. But they're not- And elves are always more childlike. They're not, I mean, sure, they're hundreds of years old, maybe. Possibly. Right. I feel, I I feel they're work. probably somewhat mature. I hope so, for your sake. I mean, yes, they have a giddy um, uh, and a lighthearted spirit, but I, I think that's a great thing. I'm glad, I mean- Definitely keep saying that. I mean, don't wink at me like you're doing. Like, no, it's. I think. You're I mean, I, Santa Claus is watching us all the time. He knows when we're lying. You, and, I did not wink. I think it'll be great. You know, Santa Claus does not want winkers. I'm not a winker. <laughs> no, I, I know am, this. I am assumed you know to be this. a great reindeer keeper. Our studio audience knows this. Studio audience. <laughs> hey, hey, guys Our listening there. audience. <laughs> Look at, the, look at that lady with the sign. Oh, she's great. Oh, you'll get your hug. You'll get your hug. Clever. <laughs> oh, we love them. They're very quiet, though. They're super quiet. Why did we put them behind soundproof glass? Well, it seems ridiculous to have a studio audience. We're not even going to hear them. You know, maybe we should bring them into the studio sometime. Wow. Like, well, they're in the studio. studio. They're just but, not, you know, they're behind the soundproof glass. Let's bring them down that wall. we got to tear down that wall. we got to get that Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's your life calling. Defo. I think that's your passion. Everybody, get on that. Get on it. Well, guys, um, it's that special time. Special time when we visit a new friend. We met Charles. Yeah. We met the Pembrokes. Pembrokes. They taught me a lot about life, about how to uh, manage children. It helped me a lot at summer camp. Right. But we're going to move on to a new phase now. Yeah, I'm, I'm older now. I feel like I need more advice from maybe someone who's more sagelier. Uh, at least more, more, more sophisticated. A more seasonedly. Yes, exactly. Right. Um, we're going to be visiting our pal, Mr. Lynn Belvedere. Streets on the China never mattered before. Brad, here we are. I wasn't sure. Because thankfully, um, some episodes of Mr. Belvedere found their way onto the internet. They did. And I, I took a real quick sneak peek last night before we watched it together mm-hmm. at accidentally the second episode. Okay. Four or five minutes in, I thought, "What is this? This is not Charles. These are not the Pembrokes. I, it's I don't know if I'm gonna like this." Right. But before we watched it, I watched them again. Well, listened to them again while I was doing work. And it's a really awesome show just to listen to. Yeah. Because they really do broadcast everything that's happening. So very great on that. But the shows, Brad, I don't know what you're thinking, but it's pretty awesome. It's confusing yeah. and weird, but awesome. Alex, um, before we start discussing oh. these shows, would you prefer the pilot or the second episode? Should we go ahead and tell new listeners, those of you who listen to Charles in Charge will know this, our reviews of them, and please go back and listen to those if you haven't, and watch freaking Charles in Charge. I mean, that's a freaking awesome it's show. It's a great show. But we'd like to give a quick synopsis of each episode before we talk about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, in under a minute, there are winners, there are losers. One time I was a super big loser because I just got muddled hey, in my head. It's cool. But I forgot new... what happened one time. Hey, it's a new show. It's a clean slate. Uh, so, Alex, you'll be summarizing Stranger in the Night. Stranger in the Night. <laughs> and you will be starting in five, four, three, two, one, go. Guys, the Owens are in some trouble. Uh, Marsha's going back to school, law school, and she's not going to be able to stay at home with the kids. Uh, George, the father, I have no idea what the hell he does, but he can't be bothered, so they need a nanny. So they put an ad out in the newspaper. They got a response from one Mr. Belvedere, which is great because the kids are having a horrible time without their parents around. The house is messy. Kevin doesn't want to learn how to drive because he's stupid and doesn't want a lot of responsibility, so he's failing at school on purpose. Heather is going to have sex with someone, and she's, what, 12, 13? Not even in 4-H camp crazy. 
Uh, little Wesley T has a hamster that he's hoping to show his parents he can take care of so they'll get him a better pet, <laughs> a dog. Guys, he lost the hamster. Mr. Belvedere n shows up, a surprise. The Owens don't really want him there because they want a female nanny that can do other stuff. But Mr. Belvedere proves himself. He gets to the bottom of everything, flips the script on the parents who thinks he can't do the kids. But he can. The kids love him. And guess what? Even though George doesn't like Mr. Belvedere, I think they'll go to love each other because Mr. Belvedere is the new Charles in town at the Owens place. One minute, two seconds. Oh, okay. I, you know, I'm actually proud of myself yeah. for getting as much in for for that little time. Yeah. Two seconds, a little, a little bit over. Almost three seconds. Oh, wow. Point, point nine. nine. Point nine. So, three seconds over, but, you know, it's the first episode. There's it's a lot to introduce. I know. A lot to introduce. You did get some things wrong. Um, what but, did I get wrong? Well, first of all, they didn't put an ad in the paper. They called a service that never got, ah. they never heard from, and Mr. Belfort just showed up. Yeah, well, Which I is mean, super questionable. I'm adding to the mythos, because right, right, they right. didn't, none of, let's, okay, a lot of what happens for Mr. Belvedere to get there is weird and sketchy. Yeah. So I, I added some credibility, okay. thinking, all right, all maybe right. a given benefit of the doubt. All right. Um, also, I think the father is a sports reporter. I didn't know what he did. Yeah. That's not wrong. I just didn't no, know. No, no, no. I'm just telling, I'm just letting you know. Because the um, it, the actor is uh, Bob Euchre. Yeah. Who's apparently a big famous sports announcer guy. Oh, like a real one? Yeah. He did look familiar. Okay. Wow. So he did Mr. Belvedere? Yeah. Okay. And I think he was also a baseball player in, like... The 60s. Wow. Yeah, because he's crazy old. Let's talk about this. <laughs> Let's talk about this family. All right. How old do you think the mother is? She has to be, like, late 30s. Okay. In my mind. Yeah, I'd say mid to late 30s. Yeah. Um, because they have a 16-year-old. The son is the oldest. He's probably 16. The oldest is 16 years yeah, old. Yeah, maybe 17. Possibly, probably. He's learning 16. to drive, so he might even be 15 because he hasn't even got his license yet. Well, no, but they're saying he's gonna let him let him get his license, so he's either right about to turn 16 or he's 16. I assume. All right. I'm just gonna assume the mother's at least 36, so probably late mid to late 30s. Um, the daughter. I still think that I don't think the daughter's quite 12. I think she's maybe. I think she's maybe 14, 15. It was probably close. God, I hope so. Because she she seemed a little bit older. She does seem older, but then again, if she's younger than her brother, do they? I mean, I guess that could happen. They could yeah. be two years off. I, yeah, it's, you know, probably had them in quick succession. And they waited a while for the last one. I think he's probably eight, maybe eight or nine. Yeah, he's a kid. A little kid. Um, but the father, that's an old man. <laughs> he's older than Mr. Belvedere. Yeah, that's an old dude. There's at least a 20-year age difference. And the relationship that him and his wife have is basically... It's almost like a father-daughter relationship, yeah. and the fact that she's constantly like, go ahead and do this, daddy. Well, she doesn't call him daddy, <laughs> but it's the inflection she would, like a child, would address right. to their parent. Yeah. It's weird. Mm, I don't know anything. This is weird. I think she's just with him, so he'll pay for her to go back to law school. I thought it was her father to begin with. Yeah. Like, I really thought, oh, Gramps is in this. This is pretty much a Charles in Charge ripoff. Yeah. Like, the seasons that we don't talk about are Charles in Charge, but... <laughs> also, can I say, I feel like this is, there's, like, a weird, like... 80s um, Reagan-era Republican vibe coming from this show. Oh, well, dude, it came from all of them, but at least but the no, Pembrokes like, were more progressive. But no, but uh, yeah, exactly. But I feel like the this is like, because I feel like even like in the basis of the fact that this is like a family that's like m very middle class. They're not upper middle class. They're middle class. They don't have Pembroke money. <laughs> have you seen their house? That's a They're shit. not even close to Pembroke no, money. There's like, they're just holding in the middle class. I don't know how they afford Mr. Belvedere. It's very questionable. Do you think it's like... They live in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. So, 
Do you think they just live in... Well, because the house doesn't look that bad. It looks no. very dreary. Like, I wouldn't want to live there. Right. And it's really cramped. you think they just live in, like, a townhouse, maybe? And it's really expensive to live in a really nice old district of Pittsburgh? No, it's not. definitely not a townhouse. Because we see, cause just the geography of it, I don't think there's any way from what we see. Unless it's a huge townhouse. Well, I mean, we can You can play with space and everything in a television show. Yeah, but no. I, no and I, th- no, I think we see, no, we see, we see, we the, see the garage, so I doubt they would have one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the fact I'm that just trying to make sense of it. You're trying, but I, I don't think there's any sense to be made. How do they have money to hire a live-in nanny? Yeah, it's... And or, you know... A, well, an English butler. Yeah. With references from Winston Churchill? Yeah, um, that's super sketch. Even if it's for real. Yeah. Uh, Mr... <laughs> we should mention that Mr. Belvedere brings a single tiny suitcase. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know if you know he has a coat. I think he just has his suit and a hat and a scarf. Yeah. And gloves. Right. At the end of the episode, I mean, they basically, you know, spoilers, basically, <laughs> they allow him to stay as their right. uh, butler, and then we see him in his room writing in his journal, which is going to period, or you know, punctuate every episode from here mm-hmm. on out, and he has all these pictures on the wall. Yeah. Um, his suitcase was filled with a photography. Yeah. That was all that was in it, because it was a tiny suitcase. Definitely. There was a lot of portraits on those walls. Yeah. Which in Churchill being one of them. Yes. But I think, of course, obviously, he, I mean, come on, he's not that old, right? So obviously he's a crazy man who thinks that he's a British. He's a crazy uh, guy. Well, no, wait, in okay, okay. This took place in 1984. Churchill. When did Churchill die? It's feasible that in his younger year, because Mr. Belvedere is, you know. Well, they make reference to the fact that she says when she gets the reference letter from him that she can't ask him. Well, I can't call that a reference. And Mr. Belvedere like does a double take, like what? Yeah. Well, clearly Churchill's dead at that point. But I feel like a younger Mr. Belvedere could have buttled Maybe. For, for Winston Churchill. Let me. I'm wait. I'm gonna look it up. He's done a lot of stuff. I don't like the littlest kid at all. Hold on, hold on one second. You don't like Bryce Beckham? Little no. Bryce Beckham? You mean Wesley T? Yeah, Wesley T. <laughs> Wesley T. Owen. Why does he have a middle initial? No one else does. I don't like his attitude. I don't like the fact that he's obviously going to have like anger management issues when he's an adult. Mm-hmm. He may hit someone. Churchill died in 65, so... Okay, yeah, young Belvedere yeah, could have hanged Young Belvedere could have, could have worked for Churchill, absolutely. Or he could be a crazy old man living in Pittsburgh that crazy. just happens to pretend to be English. I mean, <laughs> guys, both of those scenarios are very viable at this point. It's super sketchy because, first of all, they didn't get a call that Mr. Belvedere was coming. They couldn't because their daughter was on the phone all night or all day trying mm-hmm. to avoid having sex with some dude at his parents' yeah. house because they were out of town. Oof. Well, maybe my friend could come along with us on the double date. Oh, you don't want me to... Oh, okay. I'm not chickening out. I want to be alone with you, really. I'm just... I'm just... Uh... Wear that sweater you like? I guess. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. Someone's gonna get date raped. She... Well, yeah. I don't know who this guy is or why she feels like she has to impress him, but there's a new guy to impress. His name's Mr. Belvedere. True that. He's gonna take care of you. Uh, Mr. Belvedere might be a serial killer. <laughs> I'm pretty we, sure he is. Can we just say, like, I don't... Like, it's a little shifty. The way he just rolls in there is like, Hello, I'm your, I'm your new butler. Um, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not, whoa, exa- that's not whoa. exactly. He basically rolls up and says... All right, so you're the mother. Great. And there's a father and three children, right? Ah. Why do you know so much about us? I don't know who the hell you are. Oh, I'm Mr. Belvedere. Yeah. I'm your new nanny. He doesn't say don't nanny. He does say, I think he does say uh, butler or housekeeper one. I think he says housekeeper. Well, okay. he should have said butler, because butler's awesome. Yeah. You say someone's going to have a butler, I'm like, oh, I'm having a butler? <laughs> well, then hell <laughs> yeah, come on in. But he's more than a butler, I but, guess. And, but also, they're immediately, okay, and when, like, the father does arrive home and is like, who the hell is this guy? 
Which, that is an awkward scene. Yeah, it really is. So awkward. Because Mr. Belvedere just stares him down. Like, he watches him come in the door, and Mr. Belvedere stops. <laughs> stops. And then, like, poses himself, looking, leering over like at him. Like a T-1000. Yes, basically. Oh, it's weird, but, um, yeah, he, they're, they're like, oh, no way. No, you're not what we're looking for. And, like, I'm just like... Uh, the only thing I can guess is they, they clearly wanted a female, which I'm like, why the sexism? Yeah. Like, why, why? Why can't why can't this English man, like, take care of your household? At one point he says something like, because they're kind of trying to be polite about it, that they're, mm. they have this weird sexism issue. They're like, well, we just expected something different. We expected someone. He goes, more mediocre. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> you get it. I mean, like, really, I'm like... Kind of sexist. <laughs> that, is, that is just sexism. I don't understand. Why can't... Why... What's the, why don't they think Mr. Belvedere can help take care of their family? Well, because he's a serial killer, well, he right? Is a serial they're killer. terrified. But they're, they're refusing, they're, they're disinterested for the wrong reasons. They should be worried because they don't know who the hell he is or where he came from or why. But, or the fact that he's kind of an asshole to them. <laughs> he's, he's a big asshole, but that's just what he does. He's that's, whipping him into shape. Yeah. They're damn lucky to have okay, him. Okay, and that's why I go back to this 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 uh, conservative uh, Republican version yeah, of Charlie yeah, Church it, thing. Because I feel like this show... Is it's like it's about people pulling themselves up by the bootstraps, like ah, oh, we're we're yeah, we're low middle class, but we're trying to be better, and that's why we have an English butler, <laughs> <laughs> because we're trying, we're, it's trickle down economics, we're we're reaching higher, we're gonna we're gonna make it, we're gonna be the upper crust, and it's like really guys, really this is a little weird. What are you striving for? He talks about his neighbors that are highfalutin and have like a a fancy chauffeur chauffeur like parking cars at their party. I'm like, guys, what are you so... What is this weird class envy shit going on? That was the 80s, dude. I mean, that's... Ooh, you didn't that's get that the 90s charge. and the millennium. I mean, no, Tra- you didn't. Because the Pembrokes were on top, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't have to worry about also, that. Also, can I point out, this show started after Charles and Charge, like yeah. a year later. It's, I think, kind of a ripoff. Instead I, of having obviously. a college kid be your nanny, it's in English. Well, I was reading online some trivia about the show... Uh, and apparently they did pilots for this 20 years before, like back in Oh, no, there's the a... Yeah, there's 70s. a film. There's yeah. films. Um, but and like they couldn't get make it into a TV show forever. Yeah, they tried so hard and they just couldn't do it until the eighties. Like they yeah. saw Charles and thought we need a Charles, except we'll just make it Mr. Belvedere. Right. I really I want to go back and watch those movies because they look awesome. It's Clifton Webb. Good stuff. Mm, interesting. Good stuff. They're not on DVD, but you can get them from Amazon, like on demand. And um, that's awesome. Yeah. Way to go, Amazon. Defo. So that's yeah, that's something to look into. But so before they kick Belvedere out of the house because they're like. Fuck, we don't we don't want a, a man. We don't want a manny. Daddy. We don't want a manny. So he leaves or whatever, and of course the wife's like, Daddy, I wanna have him stay. He can't be out there in the cold. Well, He's like, alright, twenty year, twenty years younger wife. <laughs> I guess you're staying. Well, it's more like, all right, 20 years old, wife. Well, Bel- Belvedere played on their emotions, because that's... Oh, dude, Because he's a sociopath. Like, yeah, like, he's, he's running some he's serious He's manipulating. Because um, he's like, well, no, 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 I'll just walk. I walked about five miles. I took public transportation from from the mall five miles down <laughs> yeah, the road. it's like... They dropped me off five miles down the road at the mall. But there's a snowstorm out. Oh, I'll be all right. I love the dad, though. Ah, uh, he'll manage. <laughs> Good night. See you later. Good luck. Well, he's a stranger. He's a creepo stranger. And the dad's sociopath. Dad's trying his hardest to get the <laughs> fuck out of away from his. Pit. He his may kids. be old, but he's not completely senile yet. <laughs> so, I mean, long story short, he stays. Well, wait, hold up. Belvedere goes outside. They close the door, and and then the wife is like, "Okay, come on, you go back, go out there and get him. Let him stay the night." 
Goes, opens the door. Mr. Belvedere's there waiting. Smiling, just looking at him like, ha ha. I knew all along. I win. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I'll bleach your bones. And he wakes up in the middle of the night. And he's just sitting in the living room with his, with his hands together like he's like almost praying. Oh. And a kid comes down the stairs and thinks, oh, Mr. Belvedere. And he's like, hello, Wesley. <laughs> Wesley T. <laughs> hello, Wesley T. I've just been doing some meditation I learned from a yogi in the mountains. And then Wesley, who, I don't know what this kid's problem is. He sucks. Does the whole, hey, boo-boo. He's kind of like okay, in both episodes. Thing. In both episodes, he does his shitty Yogi Bear impersonation. I, I, I hope feel, it doesn't continue. No, it's got to stop. I feel like that's the only thing this kid had on his, on his resume under special skills. Pretty much. He does a great He does a great Yogi Bear. Oh, okay, great. We'll use that. We'll make it. Give it to the writers. Have them write something in for him. We gotta give Bryce Beckham some work. We gotta give him some screen time. We gotta make America love this kid. It's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Fuck that kid. That's no Jason Pembroke. Dude, Jason was leaps and bounds beyond. And all these kids are weird. They're weirdos. Fucking weirdos. Pretty weird. The, the, um, the, the son is, like, nervous about responsibility in a weirdly creepy existential way. Yes. And so he actually faked his... He took his um, report card and changed all of his Bs into Ds. Hoping, he he hoping <laughs> that his parents wouldn't um, let him get his driver's license. And it's not like... I mean, he actually got good grades. Right. So he forged his report card. Yeah. So what's that about, kid? All because you're terrified of responsibility? Dude, calm the fuck down. He's also in the garage pretending to, like, drive or, like, at the, just with the windshield wipers going and the lights flashing on and off at night because he's crazy because he's a freak and a weirdo. He wasn't in the garage, um trying to um, get comfortable driving, Alex. He was in the garage committing suicide. <laughs> I, I missed, and it's, it's yeah. actually hard to see, but he had a little funnel yeah. running from, or like a tube running from mm-hmm. the exhaust into the... Yeah. It, was, it was too much for him. Yeah, you just Took his own that. life. Mr. Belvedere saved a life then. No responsibility. <laughs> Someone saved a life. <laughs> Belvedere, saving lives. And of course he finds, uh, he finds little uh, Wesley T's hamster. <laughs> How and when is it in the garage? And I, I no, we we didn't get to see it. We just the next morning has it. Oh, and also he um stops Heather um who's well, up at night too. She's on the phone. Why these kids are up at night? I have no well, idea. She's got to she had to find out. She's talked to this guy so she doesn't get date raped. But she's failing miserably. You no, know, I think that she's trying to like you said try to not get date raped, but she's still setting up a date with him. He's right. Like, Look, I want to bow down with you, but I just don't want to. I want to do it on my scale, on yeah, my on time. My, on her On my agenda. sketch, yeah. But he is persistent. He's, he's persistent through phone calls. Through phone calls, yeah. Well, it's the 80s. She could easily just hang up on him. She could. She, She's ah, got to see him in school, though. She, Alex, you got to realize, th- these people haven't had Belvedere in their life. These are shitty parents. Like, these kids don't have any sort of... They don't have any willpower. They don't, they don't, they don't trust themselves. They're not confident. Why is mom going back to law school? Because uh, she would be uppity like. Well, she no, she yeah, she wants to make money to to move up in the stratosphere, and also she wants to you know find a better husband. Well, she's not a kid like herself. Her husband's about her. to die <laughs> any second now. She's gonna find somebody new, hopefully with money. And she's been press- pressuring poor Kevin into getting a car, like a license, so he can get a job and start helping support the family. Right. He's gonna grow up so fast. So fast. he already has grown up really fast. He has. You know, he's gonna help him grow up. Mr. Belvedere. Mr. Belvedere also saved his life. Saved his life. <laughs> Oh, such God. And the next morning, this all takes place in like a 24-hour period, I guess, mm-hmm. or less than. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, 5 p.m. to to morn. Well, 4 p.m. We know it's yeah. 4 p.m. Because that's when they put the dinner on. So, yeah, between 4 p.m. and uh, the next morning. Mr. Belvedere's there. I mean, he's made breakfast for everyone. Mm-hmm. 
and he says his goodbyes. He says his goodbyes. The kids are like, where are you going, Mr. Belvedere? You saved my life last night. You found my hamster. You stopped me from getting date raped <laughs> for the time being. I didn't want to say anything, but someone in this room saved a life tonight. <laughs> someone I'm saved a life. <laughs> Kevin, are you all right? I am now. Yes. <laughs> but Belvedere wants a job. He wants to get a job. Yeah. So, of course, he sells the kids out immediately. Right. Because at that point, they can no longer have the defense, the parents anyway, from hiring him as, look, you're not a woman. Well, I mean, he's not a woman, but look, you can handle chores and everything. You are a wonderful cook. Everything is spot on. I just don't know if you can relate to the kids. I don't know how you're going to be able to oh. reach these kids. He's reached inside those kids, and we saved a life. <laughs> Possibly saved two lives. Yeah, he goes <laughs> and saved a hamster's life. That's three lives. Belvedere <laughs> for three. Was the other life you thought, like the uh, the child that she would have had with the boy? Oh, yeah. stop the life. Stop the life that didn't need to happen. They couldn't afford. Not keep up with their um, pretense of a middle class lifestyle. Oh god, that would have ruined the family. Oh, definitely. They would have shipped her off. But Mr. Belvedere does this in the worst way. He's like leaving. He's like, all right, goodbye. But by the way. I saved a life. Your daughter's gonna get raped. And your child has a hamster, which I conveniently have in my pocket. I'm also a magician. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. That's my time. <laughs> yes! <laughs> How he found the hamster, we have no idea. The hamster's been lost for weeks. The they, kids have lost him. He's yeah. been eating the lettuce. He was supposed to feed the hamster because he wants that dog so bad. Mr. Belvedere, what were you doing with that hamster last night? Don't know. Mm-hmm. So, of course, at that point... They have to keep them. Definitely. George is like, well, fuck. All right, welcome to the family. <laughs> oh, and we got we got a Manny. Then you got then you got Mr. Belvedere. Mr. Belvedere. Tricks on the charm. <laughs> I really wish they just had it on cue at any point, Darren. <laughs> I wish that was the in between music of. This song is so long, and Brad, in between, like we had some problems recording, but. You let, let me listen to the full version of this song, yeah. which is nuts and crazy. crazy long. And depressing. Yeah. It's dark. It is a dark, dark tale. Dude. Ooh. Ooh. Dude. Ooh. So there's all that. That's especially the first episode of yes. Mr. Belvedere. We have no idea about his past other than he only carries around that suitcase <laughs> with pictures of famous British, I guess, historical figures. It's Mr. Belvedere's magical suitcase. And the kids. I wasn't on board fully yet until I saw the rest of this, the second episode, but but Brad, I guess that's your turn. Let me let me keep some time for you. You gonna keep it? I can't want to keep it. All right, Brad, you have a minute, or you know whatever it takes, to tell us about the outcast. All right, you begin in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to Mr. Belvedere. This time the episode's called The Outcast. And oh no, poor little Wesley T, he didn't get invited to the birthday party of the kid down the street. Those fancy bastards. Well, Mr. Belvedere's got a plan to raise his spirits. Some more kids didn't get invited. There's like uh, four or five, I don't know. Um, and he's, he says, hey, well, Wesley, we're going to have a little party. We'll have your own party, and we'll show them. We'll just invite all these kids. <laughs> these kids are losers. One of them's got crazy orthodontic headgear. One of them's a creepo weirdo that says he's allergic to five food groups. Liar. Um, pathological. The other one is a crazy little bitch that is probably going to kill. Like, she, her mother had an accident. I don't know what the hell is going on. Also shows up their janitor. He's in the reading class. He's creepy, and there's many um, terribly stereotypical uh, racial jokes made at his expense. Very offensive. Then Wesley gets a call. Hey, why aren't you at the party? You don't need an invitation. You're my bestie. Come on over. Uh, His parents say, well, it's your choice. 
All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we've raised the worst kid ever. Oh. But Wesley feels bad about it the next couple of days that he left his party with these people, these rando creepo kids that now his parents and Mr. Belvedere have to deal with. He feels bad about it. He's punishing himself. He's making him watch. He's making himself watch the Lara report. He's he's eating Brussels sprouts. It's Brussels sprouts. He's skipping meals. He's having a horrible time. Mr. Belvedere comes in, cheers him up. We work it all out. Everyone feels better in the end. He goes and reads for some old people. Mr. Belvedere. One minute, thirty-two seconds, point nine. A lot of shit happened. You almost did the same thing I did, except. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was an amazing recap, by the way. And I thought you were going to miss the janitor, and I was like, please don't let him miss the janitor. <laughs> so much we funny stuff get happened. It was in. worth it. It was worth it. I lost, yeah. but I lost. I, I mean, lost come the on, pride. I mean, yeah, yeah. This week, but next week, Brad. I mean, I could easily beat it. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. We're just Ooh. easing back into it. You yeah, know? we're getting back in the game. This second episode of Mr. Belvedere is crazy. Ridiculous. First, let me address the fact that when uh, Wesley is having a little problem or like a tussle, like a, throwing a fit, basically, like, hmm, my friend didn't invite me to his party, hmm. He goes storming out of the room again. This kid's gonna have so many issues as an adult. Defo. Um, but Mr. Belvedere comes in and is like, I made you some hot chocolate with some marshmallows. With marshmallows. He says marshmallow Marsh marshmallow yeah. twice, and it's awesome both times. Yeah, marshmallows. And, he, th and the kid says something. Like, I don't want it. And he's like, great, because I made it for me. But then he makes, like, this weird, like, face, like, mmm. <laughs> like, why does he do that? I don't know, but they're awesome. He didn't do it in the first episode, not oh, that I remember. Oh, yes, he, yes, he did. Okay, I wasn't paying attention then, I guess. But yeah. Man, man, dude, it was yeah. crazy. Oh. This kid's throwing fits. Yeah. At least, well, I still don't know if his sister's going to be all right, because the first thing out of her mouth when she comes home is like, hey, Mr. Belvedere, so I was in sex education class today. My teacher's pregnant. Paul's. <laughs> Mr. Bevan to make some quip, like he's like, oh well, you know, that's, it's very that's the state of the art, yeah. We're very quippy in these early episodes. I don't I wonder if that's gonna hold up. What's what's that little kid doing? He wants to go skiing. He's got yeah. new ski boots. He's, he's got new ski boots, he's gotta he's gotta break them in. So awkward in him. Yeah. Just marching back and forth. That's his that's his thing. Yeah, he's gonna run into a tree on skis. Oh, he's the worst. So bad. Can't wait to hit that powder. Whoa! Whoa. Just run into the door. Goop goop goop. Kevin, you alright? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go try out these new ski boots. Kevin. You, fuck. Kevin, you're the worst. Don't drop around the block twice. No! Ah, responsibility! I hate it. They all preface the whole thing, or at least Heather is getting ready to read books to these old people. Right. Because she brings a lot home. <laughs> and basically asked Mr. Belvedere, I wasn't sure what old people like to read, so I brought these back for debt. I mean you, Mr. Belvedere, to tell me what's what. <laughs> and of course there's the face like, mmm. What? I'm old? Have you met your father? Yeah, we all know. Seriously, I mean, come Mr. on. Mr. Belvedere took the hit, but she knows her dad's old, and it's yeah. not right. <laughs> it's not right. It's wrong. It's more. That relationship is morally wrong. I mean, Daddy, you're a lot different in age. This 40-year-old man, like, had sex with this 18-year-old. It was really weird. You think they accidentally ever call him Grandpa? Or, like, when they're out and about? Like, because it's not... I mean, it's noticeable. We've mentioned before, yeah. but fuck. He is an old dude. That's probably why they're not inviting their kids out to anything or they're giving out, but they just, they just think it's weird. So we get this little party together, and yeah. fuck. Because the kid doesn't get invited to the other one, so I mean, he has to throw in his own party. Right, because we can't just have a kid being mopey. Stop coddling your child, first of all. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't get invited to a party, so what? I mean, he is a little more socially awkward than the other ones, and, and gauging by how he acts, he fits right in with these outcasts. Mm -hmm. I, I hate to break it to the parents on that one. Yeah. But those outcast kids were pretty outcasty. Dude, I mean, you hit it straight up in the mini review. Ooh. They were that one kid with the headgear was also awkward. Mm -hmm. What did he say? He suddenly said all the time, like very much or something like. 
Yeah, he said weird thing. Also, like you could tell that he was. It was very hard for him not to laugh. Um, just I, with the audience yeah, like, laughing. Total amateur. Right. Uh, but one thing I did like though with our um, our boy uh, Wesley T is like he was giving some facial expressions when these kids were doing shit, and they, he was just looking at him like, "What the hell is this crap?" <laughs> and that was pretty funny. The oldest he's ever acted in the whole yeah. thing up to this point. Like he, the sneering glances he was giving these loser kids was pretty funny. Where's off when they give that one kid Kool Aid with the headgear? He just down th- and like throws it up and it just goes all over. Right. Like he can't drink. No. Um, that other kid, he's just a pathological liar kid. Wait, do you think those are braces or an actual like thing to keep him from like shoving stuff in his mouth <laughs> with such a force? Like, I don't know. That's some serious headgear. Like, I did anyone ever? Does anyone in modern days actually have? Headgear like that? I don't think so, dude. Like, is that a thing? Do, do people do that? We have Invisalign now. No one does that. The people don't even have like, metal even braces in, anymore. Even in the 80s, did we do that? Maybe in the 80s. Did we? Because I've never in my life seen anything like that or headgear. Maybe it happened in the 70s, and it was just a carryover into the 80s as mm-hmm. far as, like, I guess, culture. Could be. Could be. Liar Pathological kid. liar, yeah. yeah. He I'm was aller- weird. I'm allergic to five of the six food groups. No, you're not. Shut up, liar. You're just weird. You're a weirdo. You're the weirdo. I may have gotten that wrong. Is it four of the five food groups? No, he said five of the six. Okay. But that girl. Terrifying. I was scary. She's scary. My mother said I couldn't have this dress. But then the accident happened. What? <laughs> this is there's more than one sociopath in this in this house. The Belvedere knows it. Belvedere can sense it. What does he say? Is this flammable? Whoa, Belvedere. Kill. They're gonna, they're gonna kill oh, each other. Deadliest warrior, uh, Mr. Belvedere, um, little little sociopath girl. Well, also in the sociopath girl, I mean, she lets other people know that she's crazy. Like they do pin the tail on the donkey, and she's like continually popping it with the pins, and then looks at the mom like. Well, she, and she's like pinning it in the eye too. She's like jamming it into the eye. I'm like, hey, Equus, calm the fuck <laughs> down, bitch. Everyone's weirded out, but no one's comfortable. Oof. Those little, the little boys feel like they have to tell her her dress looks pretty just because. Kill him. Right. Mr. Bubba doesn't miss a beat though. Like, gives them, like, refreshments. There's all these balloons. It's almost like a kid's birthday party without a birthday party. So it's like, yeah. let's have a. It's weird. A gathering. And they bring out the noisemakers and they're like, oh, noisemakers, come on, guys. Like, noisemakers? That's not really, like, a big event. I don't, I don't think of like, oh, we're passing out the noisemakers. Yes, this party's really kicking now. Well, doesn't there, don't they also make a big event out of the name tag handing out? Yeah. I like, got everyone's name tags. Hey, we know everyone's everyone name. Everyone knows Mom. everyone's name. We go to school, we're in the same class. His name is Weirdo McHeadgear. His name <laughs> is Liar Bastard. And her name is Crazy Bitch that's going to kill us all. Yeah, Mom, we know and Mr. Our Belvedere names. doesn't do it first. And I'm Wesley T. And I'm Wesley T. But then the janitor shows up. <laughs> then the janitor shows up. Incredibly offensive. It, I, yeah. Just weird. Making the weird racist jokes. Yeah. At one point, the father calls him Haji. Well, the dad is like horrible. He calls him Haji and like, doesn't he say other things? He says a lot of shit. It's like hard to process all of the weird racial hatred going on. It's a lot of double takes. Like, what? Oof. He's on the China, man. Never I do think it's weird that Wesley T invited the janitor. I'm going to question that a little bit. Well, he's in the reading class. Yeah. He's learning with the kids. He gets to set in on it. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. And he stays longer than anyone else at the party. Oh, yeah. Like, long after the party's done, he's still Ooh. there, and the dad eventually has to be like, dude, you got to leave. Get the fuck out of my house. Get out of the house. I can take a hint. You can want me to you? call a cab? No, dude. You should have left you get out. an hour ago. Get out. Get out. Get out. Overstage, you're welcome. I'm an old man. I'm, I'm from a different time. I have strong <laughs> racial biases. <laughs> 
Get out. Get the I'm fuck out. I'm still dealing with the fact I have a male nanny. So get out, okay? I can't deal. I cannot deal. Can't deal. This can't, is too much. Can't do it. I mean, wow. So basically, he gets a phone call, little Wesley T from his friend, who... Okay, he thought he was his bestie, but he didn't get an invite. But the friend thought they were such besties that he didn't need an invite. Right. It's like, Wesley, I'm having a party. You're going to be here, man. You're my best friend. BFFs, dog. That means something to me, okay? Come over here. It's my party. Duh. I'm a little invented that you didn't think you were invited. Get over here, all right? Uh, it's the best. We don't have weirdo. We don't have crazy bitch. We don't have uh, we don't have uh, metal face. We don't have name tags. We have <laughs> noisemakers. We're just having a straight up party. And luckily, oh, this party's awesome. We don't even have to worry about that weirdo janitor that's always giving us weird looks. We were pranking people on the phone. Just doing that, because that's what kids our age do. We're having a thought great time. Thought I'd call you, wondering where you where, were. Where you at, boy? Get over here. The party started, dog. Hot tub's going. <laughs> the whores are here. Yeah, the bitches have come in. Ah, from uh, you know, across the hall. Got a couple of kegs. Yeah, dude. This is a party. This is a kegger. Get over full here. Out, full out party. Your sister busy? What's she doing? I called her last week. Said my parents out of town throwing a wicked party. She didn't no show. Nothing. Tell that bitch to get over here too. Get that bitch over here. I know it's your sister, but get that bitch <laughs> over here. Was she reading to old people? Fuck that. Call me grandpa. Get her over here. I'll tell her a story. Down by the fire. When I bang her. <laughs> Your sister. Oh, whoa, 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 that's the that's the exact phone call. That's that. It's weird that we hear all I of that. I can't believe on the that show. we we remembered everything they said in the phone call. Mr. Be after after the phone call, he hangs up. Everyone in the room's like, "Whoa!" Mr. Belvedere goes, mm, like his little weird face. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's really bold for the time when you think about it. Yeah. I mean, they're already making bold strides with Haji. Like, what the fuck? George, George. <laughs> calm it down. I know you're from a different time, but calm it down. <laughs> So they basically give the kid the choice. It's like, look, you can either go to your friend's party or stay here at the party we threw for you. Stay here at this nice party that everyone came to for you. Everyone made for you, which everyone, is, I think is a weird yeah. wording there. Yeah. So what the kid does with every normal kid that's, you know, smart and, you know... And doesn't want to get killed. Yeah. He's like, fuck this shit, I'm going to the party! Later! Bye. Hey, sis, we're going to the party. Late! <laughs> <laughs> Really, he just grabs his coat and leaves the leaves. house. And then, Mom does a double take. Mr. Belvedere just shaking his head. Yeah. And well, so he, he looks at Belvedere for advice, and he's like, "Don't look at me." Any kind of like, oh, you're, you're making a moral, make him. We gotta make a moral choice. That's what Mr. Belvedere's about. That kid was making a moral choice. He's like, "When am I gonna have more fun?" Yeah. Bitches in hot tubs are this shit. <laughs> in the town of a donkey and like cocoa with marshmallows. <laughs> Fuck this, I'm out. Outskies. <laughs> but so then he comes, then, he, then uh, you know, later on, they're cleaning up, they're like, God, why is our kid such a douche? Yeah, like the parents are floored. Like, our oh, kid is such an asshole. Fuck. Well, yeah, you raised him you, wrong. You raised him because you're shitty parents. Like, like dad's like 80. <laughs> dad's on. a racist. You're a racist? <laughs> and your wife is going to law school, but she has like the mentality of a child because you're well, like... Well, she's a child. Com well, compared I mean, to him, yeah. she is a child. She she could be your daughter, dude. Yeah. I mean, there's weird shit. Of course these kids are fucked up. Of course your kid made the wrong choice. Or the right choice. Well, because Mr. Belvedere's only been there a few weeks. He hasn't had I time mean, yeah. to, to influence their lives and steer them into a positive direction. These kids are just like growing up crazy Reaganomics, supply-side economics... Nonsense. All they know is nonsense. 
It's sad. Dude, I mean, streaks on the channel didn't matter before, but who cared until who cares? now? And now they care. Now they're realizing. Your jacket when you came to the door. No one glared. No one. That's what they. That's the environment that these kids were produced in. And so, yeah, there's a lot of shit we have to deal with now to get them back on the right track. Thankfully, Mr. Belvedere is there. Otherwise, those parents would just be like, whatever. I think they're just embarrassed that Mr. Belvedere is seeing what a shitty job they've done. Well, dude, even with Belvedere there, they're kind of like, whatever. Because he gets home and says, hey, am I in trouble? Am I going to get beat? Or <laughs> am, are you going to give me like a talking to? Like, what's what's the punishment? Just get it over with. I, mean, I, don't I, I know you're angry, vengeful parents, so let's get and this on. And they don't do anything. They're like, nope. nope. You made your choice. Your call. Live with it. Deal. And he, immediately out of that, he's like, seriously? Like, for real? For real? <laughs> for real? Hey, 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 real quick. Chocolate cake left? I'm gonna grab some pieces of oh, it. Oh, I'm good. I'm out of this and go to the kitchen. I mean, this kid has it made. Yeah, made in the shade. So mom goes to study, obviously. I mean, right. she does her thing. She's in law school. Never gonna make it through. Never gonna make it through law school. Father goes to the clan meeting. Um... <laughs> with the world until like is it jump a week or something it jumps it jumps yeah it jumps a couple days i think or maybe yeah. just the next day i don't know it's he's gone to school and he feels like crap because everything's going right for him he's getting good grades no one's no one's mad at him well his, his class is mad at him because he made him 100 on a spelling test well he thinks they're mad at he's him. he's projecting he, he feels really bad does. inside but he doesn't know how to express it he doesn't know what to do he's trying to punish himself he's like i don't i shouldn't des i don't deserve 100 I don't deserve to watch cartoons. Hey, why is a child punishing themselves? Again, poor parenting, yeah. that's weird. Why have you instilled creepy, masochistic virtues in your child? If you thought Kevin was having weird existential crisis about just learning, like, learning to drive and being... Basic responsibilities. driver. Yeah. This, I mean... This kid is what he's desperate for punishment. Wesley T is fucked. Yeah. He, that is not gonna turn out well later in life. <sighs> Eeks. So yeah, like you said, he, at dinner, he won't eat dinner. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Um, modern day, Wesley T, they find him dead, autoerotic asphyxiation, later in life. Oh, dead. yeah, that's, easily. That when, we do this, when we do the special, like, the return to Belvedere, um, that's... Yeah, that's, he, he's, he's gone. Yeah, he's dead. Easily. Like, uh, Ke Kevin is, like, he's, like, gone insane. He's in a mental asylum. Um, Heather's just gotten, like, she's got, like, a grip of kids from various um, men that, that knocked her up and then got out of town. And, yeah, and Wesley has committed suicide. Oh, and Father's, like, been dead for, like, 30 years. <laughs> like, long gone. Mom, though, a surprisingly successful lawyer. Yeah. She's remarried. Family. Yeah, she's doing great. <laughs> younger younger guy. You think Belvedere would stay? Sure. Where's he? I mean, he's just waiting it out. I don't know what he's waiting for, but he's waiting in the will. That's the plan. It's a yeah. long con. He gets that. He gets the house. Yes. In Pittsburgh, of all places. Wait, and it. then we find out that under the house... Is <laughs> It's a, it's, a, it's a buried mafia money. <laughs> Mr. Belvedere's been waiting us out the whole time. Long con. That's son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I like you calling it long con, y'all. See it? It's right there. Call it. Call it. So, wow, Mr. Belvedere, yeah. <laughs> so Mr. Belvedere gives a little Wesley talking to you. It's like, hey. Well, we're not sure what he does because the camera fades. <laughs> yes. He realizes that something's up because he only eats Brussels sprouts at the table and there's a lot of other stuff. And he goes up to him and says, I made you a peanut butter sandwich because you didn't eat anything for dinner. And Wesley's like, put it on the table. I'm not hungry. Why did I have to leave my own party? That was a mistake. Everyone still loves me, but I feel weird because it's strange. And I don't know how to deal with this because I'm a kid and my parents fucked up raising me. Oh, I know how we can deal with it, Wesley. 
<laughs> what are you thinking, Mr. Belvedere? Fade to black. <laughs> Belvedere over Wesley. Like, I could have sworn I saw him put his hand on his shoulder, looking up in the shadow. I mean, yeah. Mr. Belvedere might have molested Wesley. This is a, this is like another like. Charles, yeah, but a little bit more ominous. A little bit more, I uh, more real. Yeah. Well, there was the whole shower scene in Charles, yeah, and Charles yeah, yeah, and yeah, Jason yeah. and Charles. But, but I feel like, like, like Jason might be confused and like think Charles really loves him. I don't. Th I think Wesley just knows that he's being abused. I mean, oh Belvedere. yeah, Charles. <laughs> Mister Belvedere is more ominous. <laughs> I mean, that might be. I mean, that's like a little. You that's know, that's an ample of love. Yeah. But this is dark and sinister. I just imagine Mr. Belvedere having that face he does with everything, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right as the camera fades. That's yes. the scene they cut. Like, mm -hmm. it did go back to him, like, from his perspective. Oh, Belvedere. Oh, Belvedere. So he fixes things. Basically, he gets the kid to volunteer at the old folks' home. Can't read. Cannot pronounce Russian names to save his life. Yeah. All the families there watching him, which is kind of weird. Super weird. So this feels better. Don't apologize to your friends. You know, maybe do it again, but if you feel bad about something, give back to people who are less fortunate. Right. Those old people who you're torturing by reading to them. Yeah. Make other people's lives miserable. He gets three words into a sentence and someone has to tell him how to pronounce oh, something. the worst. Ugh. He's not helping. If anything, he's causing more harm to others and he may be getting enjoyment from it. Yeah. But, I mean, he's not learning a damn thing. He's learning to become, he's learning to not be a masochist, but instead to be a sadist. I'm sad. This kid is going to be so fucked up later he in is. life. Dude, I thought he was going to flip that table at the beginning of the episode. Oh, manzies. We don't really hear much about Heather in this episode. No. Or really, Kevin, I mean, what happened to Kevin is he broke his leg or something because he, he couldn't stand up on his ski boots in the lodge and ran into like a... Tree. Well, you know, like a pole or something. Yeah, like something what out. used to be a tree, Brad. Ugh. But it counts, you know. The worst. Really, Kevin? You're the worst, dog. He didn't make a Dean Wood shot. That's the only grade he didn't change. True that. But, but really, no explanation. Well, can you imagine him around tools? He can barely walk. Yeah. He shouldn't be around power tools. How many kids lost thumbs? Oh, grip of thumbs missing in that class. Yeah, I just don't... And this family loves puns, by the way. That's a few times mentioned. A lot mentioned. of puns, a lot of puns. But so yeah, that's basically that's, how the episode that's ends. That's Belvedere, guys. That's Whew, fun times. Yeah. You know, at the end of this episode, we see him like looking at his journal, and he's not really writing. And I also read on the uh, online that a big thing between directors and writers of the show, where some of them wanted him to be writing what he was thinking or reading out loud, and some of them wanted him just to be like looking over his journal like he's already read it mm -hmm. and like punctuating, which is what happens at the end of the second episode. Ah, Watch for it. Nice. Interesting. But that's that's Belvedere. Nice. Well, um, next next week we'll be uh, jumping into a couple more episodes. Yeah. What is this? Um, the next episodes will be Gotta Dance and Can't Wait and Gorgeous George. <laughs> oh, George. George. Georgie. So I'm assuming. What do you think that the Gotta Dance is about? I'm assuming it's about the daughter. Yeah. She, maybe she's got a recital or some sort of uh, performance of a musical, maybe. Or Gorgeous George. I'm. Um, wait. Is that Jesse Ventura? <laughs> No, George Foreman. No way. I think George Foreman might be in this episode, guys. Dude, I mean, we we're can't just, say. We're, yeah, just, we're looking just looking at the, at the tiny little yeah. graphic on the DVD, so we don't know. That George is, Foreman. Someone that looks like maybe George, George Foreman. George Foreman and racist George are going to meet, and bad things are going to happen. This is going to be weird. This is going to be a trick, And that's when the family lost their father. <laughs> and that's when they really needed Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> Fun times. Fun times indeed. Join us, guys. Join us on our journey. According to our Life is more than mere survival. We just might live the good life, yeah. What have we learned about living the good life? So far, to do whatever the fuck you want. 
and then torture people when you feel <laughs> yeah. bad about it to get your, you know, vitality back. Yeah. Also, I've been pronouncing marshmallow the wrong the entire time of my life. A marshmallow. Marshmallow. Give I me can, that I marshmallow. Right. Also, Marion. Marion. I mean, marry someone at least a decade. Well, they say that. Me, yeah, marry someone a couple of decades younger than you. They, yeah, two decade, one decade optimal from just like a lot of research. True articles, trust, read. Um, but two decades if you want to have like a pretty, you know, fucked up family. Yeah. If, if you want to find yourself, uh, you know, living the good life with some fucked up um, kids that are going to be needy and dependent of you, and um, get yourself an English uh, butler slash nanny. Uh, you can do that. That's probably the best way to get That's... up in your community because you know the other families are talking about them. Oh, yeah. That's where you go. Yeah. Keeping up with the Joneses? Order. That's the way to go. Yeah. We're learning things, Brad. Indeed. I almost feel like... Well, I, I'd like to apologize to our listening audience because we promised you last episode we'd be reviewing The Room, mm-hmm. which due to time constraints and me not understanding what the room was and thinking I wouldn't be in the mood for it. Um, we didn't watch it. We did not. But thankfully, when I got over here before we recorded, Brad showed me like five minutes of the room, and guys, that was insanity. Just guys, five minutes was absolutely was, phenomenal. Yeah. Alex has suggested I go ahead and watch it, and then I'll report in on it. Yeah, I um, thought it'd be funny. We'd do like I started more. watching it. I got about a third of the way through, and I was like, oh, no, we, I, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I, get, I, I, need, I, can't, I can't even explain this. So I, I saved a, a delightful little moment um, on the rooftop. If anyone's seen the film, you'll know what I'm talking about. And I shared that with Alex, and we will definitely be talking about so that. So many questions. I have no idea. It, it's just nuts, but hilarious. We'll be discussing that in depth. Yes. It is kind of hard to, because I don't know if I could describe to someone what I just saw. In the first third, in, feel in the like, first third, I, there were four sex scenes. Wow, like um, graphic sex scenes, or just like just weird and awkward, and not things I wanted to see. With the people we saw on screen on the rooftop. Yep. Oh no! <laughs> well, and some other. There was a couple of others that people um, that hopped into their place for a little bit and had some sex. Um, that was weird. Yeah, guys, we're watching yeah, we'll, this. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get next back week, to you. Belvedere do it for real. Yeah. yeah, but we don't, we have, we need lots of time to talk about Belvedere this time anyway. Yeah, yeah, so. true, true. true, true. And you definitely need to learn about Kermit. Come on. <laughs> Our lives are forever enriched knowing that Kermit was out there with... Defo. Teddy. Him and, him and his, his, his Kodak. Guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 70 of Ramjack. It's so weird to think that we've done 70 episodes of this 70. show. 70, wow. Again, all the way back from June 2009. Brad... Great show, fun times, good stuff. Guys, if you would like to contact us, there are uh, multiple ways you can do that. Uh, one of my favorite ways is the voicemail. You can call us at 206-339-5894. Again, that is 206-339-5894. Speaking of which, we've got a voicemail. Do we? We do. we got another voicemail? We do. We do indeed. Craziness. Um, this is again from our, from our pal, Paul Mackey. Oh! He's back in the mix. Oh, back in time, catching up with us. What a journey. So we'll step into that here. Hey, Ramjack, this is Paul Mackey, and I just want to say happy first birthday. Uh, I know you're actually at your second birthday, but I'm working my way through your back catalog, and I'm only up to your first birthday. Uh, it does bring up something troubling, though. If I don't catch up by this Monday, will my brain be able to bridge the temporal gap between the time I'm in and where Brad is now when I actually speak with Brad live during the production of the Twin Peaks podcast? Now, I do recognize the temporal futility of this call, me calling you in your past, and you answering in a future beyond this faithful Monday, but, faithful Monday, but, uh, what do I do? 
Here's the thing. All right, Brad. I'm, ta- I'm worried for him. Well, I, ta- I talked to Paul Mackey on the Trinity's podcast, um, but when I talked to him, he was only at episode 50 of Ramjet, which is amazing progress, by the Dude. way. Dude, <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, amazing. But that means he was still in the past. Therefore, I didn't divulge any future events because I didn't want to have like a Back to the Future scenario where you well, do yeah. too much and destroy the future, and then you know robots take over or something. So I was very careful not to divulge uh, major future events. And I really appreciate the heads up. Like letting us know about this like potential temporal right. like cataclysm, right? But really, that's on us. Like we apologize because Brad, you were the one who handled because you're from the future, right? Like, I'm from the future. It's your responsibility to make sure nothing happens to the past. That's correct. So, wow, like just wrapping my mind around this scenario. It's, like, what do we ooh. tell him? What do we tell him? Like, thanks, you did the right thing. Brad did the right thing. If you're hearing this um, ever, then that means you have successfully um, made it at least this far. Yes. So, uh, and the, the time-space continuum hasn't collapsed. So keep doing what you're doing, but make sure to be careful. Be careful. Do not destroy the universe. Don't play around with that. Love the voicemail. Yeah. Guys, send us some voicemails. Will you please send us some voicemails? They're so much fun. There's other ways to do that, though, right? They can also contact us via our email, right? Yeah. That's ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. We have an email. Oh, wait. What? We got an email. Guys, we got email. And the subject of the email is Alfio, and he, here's the here's <laughs> Alfio, Alfio, and here's the message, um, all lowercase, no punctuation. Um, I will read it as as sent. You guys should review Alf and Third Rock from the Sun. I thought you guys would be hilarious reviving these show. It would make me the happiest little Ram Jacker. I don't know if Alf or Third Rock from the Sun is on Netflix streaming, but if Alf is, but Alf is on Hulu. P.S. Charles in Charge season two. Just saying. I like your input. I like your comments. I question your use of syntax and grammar and punctuation. But you know what? I, I understand. Sometimes you've got to write something in a hurry. you got to get the thoughts out there. Maybe take a second to revise. But that, you live your life. We understood it. That's all that matters. All right. We don't know who this kid... We don't, we don't know who this is. We're not going to say anything. But judging from his email, um, he didn't leave a name. Um, this might be one of Alex's summer camp kids that has somehow found the podcast. We're not sure. So, not naming names, you know, we thank you for the email, and we'll make, we'll consider Alf and Third Rock from the Sun. I mean, we're we're not, not going to consider Third Rock from the Sun. We're not going to consider Sorry, like, sorry. I love John Lithgow, but I can't handle that show. But Alf? It might be fun to do, like, a few episodes of Alf. Alf could be fun. I think Saved by the Bell is also on the burner. Oh, definitely Saved by so, the Bell. I, um, I want to get in those college years. But definitely. you've got the Tory season coming, right? I did. I ordered the first season of Carnival, and I had to get up to 25 to get my free shipping. So I was like, hey, give me that fifth season oh, of Saved by the Bell. Like a carrot dangling. Like, yeah. oh, I got to get I gotta get to it's that It's only $10. Bell. Yeah. Give it to me. I need it. That's awesome. But, yes, thank you so much for the email. Thank you, Mr. Emailer. But... Check check into that. Check into some grammar and punctuation. It's not necessary, but also, it might help you in life. Also, maybe check into some Mr. Belvedere. Check into some Belvedere. <laughs> I think you're gonna like it. But regardless, just make sure you keep checking into the podcast. We love our emailers. Yes, and again, what was the email address, Brad? That's ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. Guys, come to our website. Our website is curiosityabounds.com forward slash ramjack. You can you can listen to past episodes there without having to download them. You can see the wicked awesome album art that Brad uh, slaves over. Just cool stuff. Like, go over there and check it out. 
Speaking of album art, how great is the album art for this episode, guys? Yes, it looks awesome and really nice. Thank you so much, Brad, for staying on top of that. Hey, it's what I do. It's fun. I enjoy it. Guys, you can subscribe to us in multiple ways. I, I prefer iTunes. Leave us a review for crying out loud. Please. We don't have enough of those. Tell your friends. Tell your family. They're tell Randy Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> but we're also on social media, right? Yes. We have an awesome Facebook group. Everyone should join it. We have lots of fun there. There may be some benefits to joining that I can't tell you about on the podcast. Yes. So, hush, hush. But- hush, hush. But maybe our email audience may want to try to friend us on Facebook. Definitely. For obvious well, for reasons that they'll really like. So um, Every human being would benefit from joining the Ramjack. There's lots of fun. Um, fan if, group. If you want, you can post a drawing of your fear. Or you can just tell Brad, me your fear and I'll draw it Brad. for you. Sorry, You've Claire. Done bad, right? I'm sorry, Claire. But I did it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty scary. Yeah. Also, uh, last episode we talked about the, the um, Silvertop Tappers. Well, they oh, changed yes. their names now that the Tip Top Tappers, and I posted some videos of them, and they're hilarious. And guys, you would know that if you were part of the group. Yeah. And you would see the videos, which, Brad, were absolutely hilarious. Oh, so funny. So weird. Those adults look so confused. One guy is, like, not in sync with the others, like, facing the wrong di- facing the wrong direction. It's amazing. Oh, it's really good, guys. They're, they're typing down, though. You can hear the Seriously. tapping. It's pretty yeah. nice. Join join the group. Join get, the group, guys. Get talking. Get chatting. We're also on Twitter, right? Twitter, Ramjack Podcast. A lot of new followers. Why aren't you in the Facebook group? You're on Twitter. If you like social media, join the group. It's so easy. It's great. Do and it. fun. Yeah. Wonderful episode, Brad. Thank you so much for having me in Studio B of Ramjack. Absolutely. Um, thank you guys for listening. Always, we love you. Continue to listen. Let us know what you think. But uh, also, we'd like to say some things, you know, just to, to make sure you guys know. Charles and Charge will always be in our hearts. Absolutely. Always, forever. It's not like someone's trying to replace Charles. That's impossible. Can't do it. Pembroke's couldn't do it. No. Couldn't do it. Couldn't. So, I want, we want you to know. Oh, look out below. There's a change in status quo. Get your free Mr. Belvedere Fun Kit. The Mr. Belvedere Fun Kit. You get an official certificate, an ID card, postcards, an iron-on transfer, a book cover, a newsletter, even a special surprise on your birthday from Mr. Belvedere. Oh, boy! How do we get a fun kit? Just mail a postcard with your name, address, birth date, and year to Mr. Belvedere Fun Kit. P.O. Box 990, Hollywood, California, 90078.